Hey, you're listening to episode 160 of the Keto Diet Podcast, and today we're chatting about the pieces of ourselves we don't want people to see, the fear of vulnerability, instant comfort behaviors, and why that could be a good versus not so awesome thing, and the whole concept of when I X, Y, Z, meaning when I lose weight, when I sell my house, when I move, blah, 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 when I buy a new pair of jeans, I will be happy. I am so thrilled to have Brooklyn on the show today. I'm going to introduce her in a second. Her and I, I feel like we go way back, more like energetically, like she found my work on Helpful Pursuit years ago, wrote down my stuff on a sticky note, totally forgot about it for years. Then I was on Instagram about a year ago. I watched a video of hers and I was like, who is this woman? I reached out to her and I was like, I think you're amazing. Can you come on the show? We recorded this episode like forever ago and then she moved and her business was changing and adapting she's actually living in Canmore Alberta which is where I'm from and I love that area and I'm so jealous of all the pictures she's been sharing of just like the amazing hikes that she's going on she's one of those people that you just want to be around all the time and her energy is just like on point if you believe in that sort of stuff and it's just I want to hear from her I want to receive messages from her I just like I love listening to her storytelling and just everything. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Now, we do talk about drug addiction and eating disorders. So if you are triggered by conversations about these things, maybe skip today's episode. Now, if you have questions about today's content or maybe you get stuck on something or it triggers something in you and you're like, ah, I want to ask Leanne this thing. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact. You can submit your question and I will answer it on an upcoming show. Now you can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com and then just look for episode 160 on that page. So I got two cool things for you today and that is that I've been doing a virtual book reading tour on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I've been posting videos If you guys haven't caught up on all the videos, I mean, there's so much free content. You can go to ketodietpodcast.com, look for the show notes for episode 160 and check up on all those videos. I've listed the link there. You can watch the videos I read from the book. We talk about PMS and menopause and PCOS and how to use keto to support your hormones, like all the things. Also, we have like nine days until Keto for Women launches. This is my upcoming paperback coming out June 18th. If you've pre-ordered a copy, awesome. If you haven't, head on over to ketoforwomen.com to lock in the lowest price. You don't pay until June 18th and you're guaranteed a copy when it comes out. Okay, so our guest today is Brooklyn Vienno. I hope I said her last name correctly. She's a life empowerment coach, spiritual guide, inspirational speaker, and co-founder of Holistic Chicks, an organization that facilitates holistic healing and transformation for individuals who are ready to transcend their darkness and reclaim their personal power and freedom. With elaborate experience in childhood trauma, addiction, and body image, her life's mission is to influence her community and the world to defy society's constructs and Turn home to authenticity, vulnerability, and truth. I think this might be my favorite episode of the podcast. I hope you guys really, really enjoy it. And if you listen and you love it, let me know what you think. I'd love to have Brooklyn back on. (laughs) Okay, let's do this thing. 
Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet and author of the upcoming paperback book, Keto for Women, where I'm showing you how to take charge of the imbalances that are ruling your life so you can discover your happy weight in three easy steps. Or you may know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, Brooklyn. How's it going? So good. How are you, Leanne? I am so good. Thanks for coming on the show. This is so great to finally have you here. I am so honored that you stumbled across my Instagram page and decided to invite me. I, I, I just, I feel like I'm meeting Oprah for the first time. It's such <laughs> a blessing. I truly have been following you for, for so many years and it's just, it's been amazing to watch your journey unfold and watch you progress and for you to reach out to me is just like such, such an honor. I feel so humbled today. Well, it's, it's so cool. The Instagram world is really neat because I guess you had been following me and I didn't know about you until I was just searching on Instagram for stuff. And your story was like featured and I watched it and I'm like, who is this person? Oh, oh my God. Oh my gosh. You bear your soul in your posts. Like you could just see right through your eyes into your soul and like back at me. And it was just like, oh my God, the content you share is just so amazing that I knew I just needed to share it with all of the people that listen to the podcast. Wow. That is just so beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm of course. Totally. For you. <laughs> oh, amazing. So I wanted to ask you the very first question that I wanted to kind of set the stage is what does it mean to be truly seen? Like, what does that mean to you to be truly seen? Yeah, we're just diving right deep, right, right off the bat. You know what? It's about it's about vulnerability. Being seen is about bearing your soul, as you said, to the world and exposing your truth with the expectation that you might be judged, you might be rejected, you might be shunned. And I think that we live in a world where we are conditioned to wear masks. So these masks keep us protected from the judgment, from the hate, from the negativity that is constantly penetrating our fields, right? So I think that allowing yourself to truly be seen and be unfiltered and raw and naked and exposed allows you to show an authentic side of yourself that perhaps society might not condone or might not advocate for, might not encourage because it's a perpetual cycle that society wants us to stay asleep. Society wants us to stay, to stay small and society wants us to hide the pieces of ourselves which are deemed bold or inappropriate or unacceptable or too much, right? So for me, I think really understanding the notion of the difference between our ego and our soul. So our ego operates on safety, right? Our ego likes to play safe. It likes to be protected. And so being vulnerable makes you susceptible to compromising that safety. And so to protect ourselves from the emotional harm of society, we, we end up wearing these masks or we put these walls up to keep ourselves protected, right? And it's a fear-based process that it allows us to hide who we are, who we really are in order to comply to the expectations of society. So to be seen means to show up 
authentically, to show up exactly as you are, to own your anger, to own your fear, to own your perceived flaws, the things that make you different, right? The messiness and the chaos of your life. And to see all of those imperfections as gifts and to share them with the world because it is your birthright to show up exactly as you are. And so I think that that's what, that's what being seen means to me. And I think that in our order to start to cultivate in that in your life, you need to start to view yourself from a place of love, view yourself from a place of compassion, do that inner work and ask yourself why you're judging yourself, what you're judging yourself for, what those belief systems are rooted in, and then start to see others through a lens of love as well. Because this world is so founded in judgment, right? The world that we live in right now. And we really want to start to break that down. And it begins with each individual person doing their own inner work, looking at themselves through a lens of love, and then sharing that with the world and just being kind and compassionate to everybody else, knowing that we're all doing the best that we can. We all have our individual stories, right? We all have our own uniqueness and our quirks and the things that make us who we are and to celebrate that together. I think that that's such an important aspect of, of being vulnerable. And that's what will allow us to see each other as you saw me, right? As you saw the truth of my soul, I think that will, will start to ripple in the world as we, as we start to cultivate that on a regular basis with people. So beautifully said, oh my gosh, yes to all of that. (laughs) And do you feel like um, my husband and I were having this conversation the other day, just about chaos and how a lot of people perceive, like people will meet me and be like, oh my gosh, you have so much, like you do so much, you have it all together. And I don't like, I have at least once a month, I have complete breakdowns where I'm like, what am I doing? Who am I? What's happening? And I'm crying and, and there's so much chaos. Do you feel like social media plays a role in this anti-chaos life where we all think everyone has their stuff together when in actuality, like nobody knows what they're doing? (laughs) Oh my God, absolutely. I mean, social media is uh, such a beautiful tool and can be leveraged in so many positive ways. But if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to properly tackle that that beast that exists on the online space, you will likely be left feeling inadequate, feeling not good enough, feeling like you need to create a false truth or a false story to show everybody else that you are okay, because that's perpetually what is being shared on social media, right? So I think that there is a movement that's happening right now where people are starting to communicate more vulnerably and start to share some deeper truths and talk about their shadows and their darkness and really start to like lift that veil of mistruth or that veil of illusion to be able to show people like, yeah, I've gone through trauma. Yeah, I've been addicted to to substances. Yeah, I have a f***ed up life, right? And to totally own that and honor it and really be okay with that. And I think that for me, being able to share that aspect of myself in the social space has allowed me to come even closer to my own authenticity because I see that you know, out of the one or two people that may cyber bully me or attack me or shun me for the words that I use or the way that I express myself, there are hundreds or thousands of people who love and accept me exactly as I am. And so that's just really telling. And I, I want to be able to to take that stance and to show everybody else that if they can show up authentically as themselves, whether it be in the social sphere or just in real life, that you can really start to just be okay with the chaos, be okay with the messy, be okay with the trauma, right? Totally. Back to today's episode in a sec. 
ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. And that vulnerability, vulnerability, I remember like probably five years ago, that word terrified me. I didn't want anything to do with it. How did you step into your own vulnerability and and what's your story and how you got to the work that you're doing now? My story. Oh, girlfriend. (laughs) You know what? I'm 26 years old and I have lived a really wild life and there have been a lot of traumatic moments. So I grew up, just a a really condensed version here, um, I grew up as a competitive ice dancer. So there, I was always being judged. I was always being watched and there were people who were constantly criticizing me for the way that I looked, the way that I presented myself. So I felt like I needed to be this well put together person. I grew up in a small town. And so I was Brooklyn Viano, like I was the star figure skater and I I carried that uh, label. And, And so that guided me and took me into my teenage years. And so I had a back injury when I was 14, 15 years old, and I had to quit skating against my will. And it was a really uh, challenging time for me. My parents, my relationship with my parents, my family life was very toxic and traumatic at that time. And skating was my escape. It was my coping mechanism. It was, it was, all of my identity. So when that was stripped from me, I felt like I had absolutely nothing. So what do we do when we feel when we feel like we have nothing else to turn to? We we like to escape and we like to escape and numb, right? And and the only way that I knew how to do that was through food and through alcohol. So I started drinking at a really young age. I became an alcoholic actually very quickly. Uh, I developed a binge eating disorder. And so those two coping mechanisms were something that completely dictated my entire life and made me feel so disconnected from who I was. And I thought that 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 ambitious, young, talented, gifted skater who was once going to go to the Olympics and make it big and be a star became um, completely like broken and, and so damaged in this place of like nothingness. So that, that behavior, those coping mechanisms brought me through my teenage years. And then I went to university thinking that all of that would go away. And of course I just brought it with me, right? Because if we don't actually get to the root, it, it, we carry it, we carry it forever. And then something really traumatic happened when I was in my second year of university, my father, who, and by the way, just a, a trigger warning for anybody who's listening right now, my father, who I did not have a relationship with at that time, uh, was trying to reach out to me over text. He was begging me to call him and I was saying no, because I had that wall up and I, I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea why he was trying to reach out to me. And so the next day I received 
received a phone call and this phone call changed my life forever. So my mom had called me and my parents were separated. Um, my mom had called me and told me that my dad had experienced a psychotic break and he tried to um, murder his girlfriend and he also tried to kill himself. So thankfully, his, the woman was, was safe and she was okay. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And he, he actually almost died. His heart stopped for 21 minutes. He was in uh, an induced coma. And so that is a whole other po podcast within itself, that story. But uh, you can imagine the, the trauma that, that my family experienced as a result of all of this, right? So the things that I learned from that experience have completely altered the way that I look at my life. So that happened seven years ago. I was 18 years old. I was very vulnerable at that time. And I was headed down a path of destruction. I was suicidal. I was, I was ready to end my life truly. And so this opportunity, this experience gave me a chance to either sink or swim. So I, I, I was not spiritual at the time. I really didn't know what to believe in, but I felt like there was something, some higher power that was guiding me to make the choice to move forward forward in a different direction. So this was the life altering experience that, that shifted me into the state of post-traumatic growth. So from there, that is when I really started diving into nutrition. I started getting back to the gym. I started reclaiming my strength and starting to feel empowered again. Mind you, there were so many mental blocks that I was still working through and, and um, just dealing with that, that post-traumatic stress and, and everything that was going on with that. But it brought me to this place of, of discovering health and, and kind of redefining that in my own unique way. So after a couple of years of <clears throat> losing an extreme amount of weight, feeling super strong, feeling really beautiful. I decided I'm going to do a bodybuilding competition because why not? This would just be the pinnacle of everything. My, my redemption, right? My breakthrough where I could show everybody, I still have a nice body. I still have it all right. I'm still this fierce little competitor that I know lies within me. So I, I trained for this bodybuilding competition and I, I was so disciplined. I, I knew, I knew when I stepped on stage that I was going to win. I had absolute full faith and full confidence in myself. And so I stepped on stage and I, I won my height class and I won the overall and I, I stole the show. And that was a really beautiful experience for me though. Unfortunately, the diet that I was on leading up to the competition was actually uh, quite imbalanced. We can go into that a little bit if you if you choose to. But I, I ended up in the hospital before my competition. I had uh, I was in a state of like ketoacidosis. I had some really severe blood sugar issues, and so like when I made it to the stage, I was like barely making it to the stage. Like my body was extremely catabolic. I was very unwell. So as you can imagine, after the show, my body just after going through so much physical trauma and all of that destruction, my body just did not know how to adapt to the change of going back to like a regular lifestyle. So I, I blew up and I started gaining all of this weight. And I realized that that void that I had been trying to fill my entire life, making it to that stage, winning that bodybuilding competition was actually revealing itself to me after the fact. And I started to look at myself and really feel this deep sense of self-loathing and self-hatred because my body has defined my worth my entire life, or that's the way that I've perceived it. So I fell into a really deep, dark depression. And this was three years ago. So 
after this, this dark depression, I, I knew that something needed to change. So I left my job. I went on sick leave and I really gave myself an opportunity to do some inner work and some healing. And I had to surrender again to a higher power that I was not fully connected to. I didn't really truly understand, but I had some really great mentors who were guiding me through this process. And then I experienced what I would refer to as a spiritual awakening. And this truly was the most life-changing moment of my life when I when I truly fully surrendered and just said like change show me the way please I'm ready and and that really started to guide me down a path of connecting to myself understanding the connection between my mind my body and my spirit and starting to build a life that is based on holistic health so I ended up from there meeting my current business partner. We, it was business love at first sight. We created a brand called Holisticics. And so for the last couple of years, we've been working together, uh, helping to empower our community to live their most authentic life and to really get to the root of their pain and to understand where it comes from, why it exists and how to move through it, to honor it, to accept it, to let it go so that you can fully start to step into your truest potential and your, your greatest power and shine your light the very brightest that you can. So that in a nutshell, I know that that was a little bit long, but that that's been my story. And all of those pieces I think are so integral in really understanding why I am the way I am and why I'm here today. And it's all led me to this place of just feeling so deeply connected to my life's mission and so in love with myself and so in love with my life. It's the best. And it, and it shows like on the video, you're just like, you're just radiating. You just radiate. I just, just, just like radiation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Leanne. Thank of you. Of course, totally. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. And I think it's really interesting too. I don't think that a lot of people, myself included for a really long time, understand just what a trauma can do to your life and to the way you view yourself, everything about you. And it sounds like you had a couple of traumas. And, and I think a lot of people believe that a trauma has to be this huge thing when in actuality, it doesn't have to be. What have you noticed when it comes to trauma and people? So I've really, I've taken a dive really deep into just understanding trauma and how it impacts not only myself, but my clients, the community, everybody. And what trauma really is, it's something that impacts your nervous system and makes your body feel unsafe. So a trauma can be something as seemingly subtle as being chased by a dog, right? And that's what, that's what makes your nervous system turn on and, and, pause and become like in this fearful state, right? So oftentimes I think that we're, we get into this state of comparison or competition where like everybody's story has to be worse than somebody else's, right? And we're always comparing, well, her trauma is worse than mine. So I, my feelings aren't valid. My emotions aren't valid, right? And truthfully, we all experience trauma to some degree, right? We might even experience trauma like in our mother's womb that that ends up being unhealed or unprocessed. 
So the work that I do, I, I really like to understand people's past and understand the things that have happened to them and, and what they could be carrying energetically in their body. So the root chakra is, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the chakras. It's like, oh yeah, I was okay, ready okay, okay, <laughs> women who danced in the woods with drums. Naked, oh, that's so. beautiful. I'm down with it. (laughs) (laughs) So the root chakra often is where a lot of our traumas are stored because that's our foundation, our sense of security and our sense of safety. So if anything has created an imbalance in that, then then our root chakra is going to be out of balance and we're going to be living life feeling a little bit unsafe, right? So there are so many varying degrees of trauma. There's sexual trauma, there's physical abuse, there's emotional abuse, there's addiction, right? And, and there are so many different things that have happened to us in our past that are actually perpetuating cycles of experiences that are going to show up over and over again so long as we don't actually get to the root and address it so understanding the depth of the pain that you're experiencing where it's coming from will allow you to really start to come to a place of acceptance of it and actually like heal that and let it go does that make sense totally it does and when when we don't heal it we're not conscious of it and we don't let it go what what things can happen like what what have you seen um, with your community? I know that I have a lot of experience not dealing with trauma <laughs> and it, it can display in all sorts of things like addiction for me is a big one, eating disorder stuff. But what have you seen? Yeah, the first the first word that came to mind and it does, it, it lies so deeply within our, our subconscious, right? So addiction is the word that comes to mind and that's that's just something that I've experienced personally. And addiction is a real a real epidemic that everybody experiences to some degree, much like trauma, right? Like addiction is, is essentially a byproduct of unhealed trauma because when you don't know what to do with the emotion that is taking place in your body, especially if you're living a little bit more unconsciously, right? Or, or have maybe less awareness of, of your emotions and your pain and why things are happening to you. We, all we know to do is to escape that. We want to run away from it. We want to get the out of there, right? And we want to reach for something that feels comforting and nurturing. So things like food and alcohol and drugs and shopping and sex and gambling, like all of these things fill that void and give us this sense of um, instant gratification and, and instant comfort. But then the shame cycle starts to come in. So then we know that these behaviors are abnormal. We know that they're not conducive to our well-being, and we start to feel ashamed and we start to feel embarrassed and, and we start to put ourselves down and hate ourselves for these behaviors. And so what that shame does is brings us back into that fearful state of feeling unsafe. And when we're back in that traumatic state, what do we do? We want to escape it. We want to reach for something. So I think that addiction and trauma are, are very correlated. And I think that in order to address your addictions, you need to address your trauma. Yes, completely. Back to today's episode in a sec. 
Today's episode is sponsored by my friends over at Perfect Keto, who is an awesome company that I've been working with over the last two years, and I love their commitment to quality, their ability to know what us keto people need because most of their staff are keto themselves. I use their products to stay into ketosis, burn more fat, extend my fasts, and satisfy my sweet tooth. Now, if you're new to the ketogenic diet, Perfect Keto is a brand that you must know. All of their products help you get on the diet, make the transition easier, have you experiencing ketosis a little bit faster with boosted energy so that you really start to benefit from ketosis and you don't get discouraged by all of the symptoms that can pop up if you're not supplementing with electrolytes or not having enough fat or still having too many artificial sweeteners. And my favorite part to this, guys, is when you're new to keto, you can often have that afternoon slump by supplementing with some of their products, specifically their exogenous ketones or their keto collagen and even a little bit of their MCT oil powder. You can help avoid that afternoon slump that we can often experience as we are transitioning to the ketogenic diet. Now, my personal favorite Perfect Keto products include their keto bars, almond butter brownie has my heart. It is the perfect dessert. Exogenous ketones help to maintain my energy level and give my brain a certain edge that I need every day. And lastly, their nut butter is out of this world. Amazing. Stick that stuff in the freezer, let it sit for 24 hours and go to town. I use their stuff on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. And if you go to perfectketo.com slash KDP, you can get 20% off their products and up to 25% off a total of $34 off when you grab my favorites as a bundle. Again, that's perfectketo.com slash KDP. Okay, back to today's episode. Okay, there was a thought that I had when it comes to addiction is that um, for myself, I was addicted to not so awesome things, you know, substance, all that stuff and eating disorder things where I had anorexia, bulimia, and I just, I couldn't, I see it as, it's not necessarily an addiction, but it became a very tight knit relationship where I just couldn't live without an eating disorder. And I didn't know who I was, where I was. And it felt very similar to when I experienced addiction. And when we get to that spot, of course, almost everyone would agree being addicted to substances or, you know, experiencing an eating disorder, those are pretty bad things. But I think what's happening now is that a lot of people um, slap the word health on something and then all of a sudden it's okay to do. And it's completely culturally accepted. Um, you see that in just about everywhere. You know, even I went shopping a little while ago when there were lots of sales on and the amount of products people were buying. And I was thinking like, is this necessary? Do we need this? I mean, that can be a form of addiction. Also, I guess I just wanted to set the tone of addiction might not just be alcohol and gambling. It could be going to the gym multiple times a day or going shopping for shoes that you don't need or can you fill in the blanks on that too? Yeah. So I think the question that you're asking is, are, is being addicted to some things good or is that okay? Yeah, that's exactly uh, my question. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say that uh, I would say no addiction is addiction. And, and by definition, it is an abnormal behavior that brings us out of that fearful traumatic state into a place of escape or comfort. So another word that I like to use is attachment. So I like to live the most detached life possible. So I like to think about the things in my life that I feel emotionally 
attached to. So if you think about like an energetic cord, something that you can't necessarily separate yourself from, whether that is going to the grocery store to buy donuts and chips and cake in the middle of the night to binge on, or if that is overeating a stalk of celery, whatever your intention is for that behavior, if it's coming from a place of attachment, then that is an addiction and that is not healthy. And I've had a lot of experience with this as well, because when I started training for my bodybuilding competition, that was me. I was obsessed with the gym. I weighed every single ounce of the food that I ate and that became a very addictive process for me. And when I look back, I I really did. I, I lied to myself and told myself that this was healthy, that this was a really good thing. But again, it was just filling my void. It was just filling the void. So no, I I think that addiction is addiction and reliance on anything equals attachment. And that keeps us disconnected from ourselves. So, you know, we might jump from one thing to another and there might be one that's like lesser of two evils. So for example, you know, I went from drugs to then just being addicted to alcohol. And then I went from being addicted to alcohol to being addicted to food. And then I went from being addicted to food to being addicted to the gym. And then sometimes they were all intertwined and it's just this like big shit show of attached cords that just make you feel like you have no idea who the fuck you are, right? And then to mask that, to deal with that, you just, you reach and you reach and you reach. So that reliance, um, it keeps us disconnected from who we are. And and so it's important to address, like, am I eating this stock of celery from a place of love or am I doing it to bring me comfort? (laughs) Right. And that sounds like something that's so silly, but I have, I've been addicted to healthy foods and I've told myself that it was a good thing, but it's, it's, it never is. It never is. I will add though, if for anybody who's listening to this, I think it's so important to, to add to this, that having an addiction requires so much self-compassion. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, Oh my God, that's me. Like I can't stop drinking or I'm smoking cigarettes or I'm smoking weed or I'm trying to eat healthy, but I'm still turning to food, like in an emotional way, please just know that that is absolutely okay. Because that is what you know in that very moment is going to bring you safety, okay? So as long as you are not harming other people in the process, you're okay. And, and as much as this might feel like something that is so crippling and so debilitating and, and something permanent, it's not. Everything is impermanent. Everything is temporary. So trust yourself that you're going to be able to move through, identify why why you feel the need to escape into this addiction and what you need to do to be able to to be able to move through it. Does that make sense? I'm so happy you added that because I know that in my darkest moments, all I feel is more shame that I got into that in the first place, which just continues the endless loop of It does. It perpetuates the cycle. Exactly. It perpetuates the cycle. And and nothing will ever be healed or cleansed or let go of if we don't do it from a place of self-love. Right. Like I think that I, I think that often, and this is something that I wanted to speak to as well in the diet industry, that in itself can become like just engaging ourselves in this culture through and through without actually identifying like why we want to do that, what our intention is for eating healthy. Is it to 
Is it to make ourselves feel strong and empowered or is it to try to fit the mold of what society expects of us? Is it to, to lose weight? And I think that weight loss is, is a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I don't think that it necessarily needs to be deemed negative to want to lose weight, but there are so many cases where people are addicted to so attached to this outcome, attached to this outcome of like, okay, when I lose the weight, then I'm going to be happy. When I finally stick to this diet, then I'm going to be happy. And that is such a, it's such a challenging belief system to navigate. And it just, it feels gross even just talking about it because that's what we've been conditioned to do is to just keep on reaching for this never, this destination that's never going to come, right? So to be like present in your body, start to actually check in with yourself and ask yourself like, okay, how am I feeling right now? How am I feeling when I try to conquer this diet? Is it working? Like, am I actually able to, I, I think it was Melissa Hartwig, maybe founder of Whole30 that, that said something, asked the question, and how is that working for you? Right. So it's like we're trying to, to dive into this diet time and time again. And the question, just ask yourself, how is that working for me? And if it's not working, then maybe we need to kind of like pivot, shift our focus a little bit and start to uh, develop a new intention for why we want to do that. That's a little bit of a side note, but I think it does still. I think it does still tie in for sure. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. And she's a smart lady, that Melissa. So <laughs> she has a couple of good quotes. Like, yep. Um, <laughs> Okay. So I think a lot of people in this situation, and I've definitely been at a crossroads many, many times thinking like the clouds are going to part, the angels are going to sing. And all of a sudden I'll have this life altering experience and moment where it all just makes sense. Or that I will finally, you know, when I smoked cigarettes for a really, 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 really long time, since I was about 12 to when I met Kevin and he gave me an ultimatum and said, if you don't quit smoking, you can't meet my mother. <laughs> it worked really well. It worked really well. But I always thought there was just going to be a moment when I smoked cigarettes that would just like change things and then I would stop quitting. And I just waited for that moment to come. And thankfully, the whole Kevin thing definitely helped. But I waited for a moment that I thought that I deep down knew would never come. And I think so many of us stay in these patterns thinking, well, when it gets really, really bad, I'll just stop. Or when, when I, you know, when my kid reaches 15, I'll, I'll change my ways. If we don't have that life altering experience, like what you experienced with your trauma, with your dad and all that thing of like, it sounded like a light bulb went off of like, wait a minute. And that kind of was the catalyst that made things worse, but ultimately made things better. Should we wait for that moment? Or when is that moment? Or how do we how do we move forward? When is the time to move forward? I guess is my question. Yeah, that's, that's such a good question. You know, if we wait for that moment, the universe is going to drop it eventually. And it might be in a more aggressive way than we could have moved through it on our own, right? So that's where the self-awareness piece really comes in. And I think that we can, we can justify things through and through, right? As to when we're going to stop or, or why we haven't stopped yet. And what it comes down to is just your own level of personal tolerance. What do you want to tolerate in your life? And what will you no longer tolerate? And for me, very recently, there came a time where I was, I was still so attached to food, even living a conscious life, even being connected to my authentic self, even coaching others on body image and their relationship with food, I was still hiding the fact that 
I was emotionally eating. And that was something that weighed so heavy on me. And I really did not know how to let go. And there was a day where I just said to myself, I will no longer tolerate this. I will not tolerate it because I love myself so much. I love myself so much that I am not going to allow this to weigh heavy on me or to be a burden for me to move forward into the direction that I desire and that I really think that I'm worthy of. So I I think just asking yourself, like, what am I, what am I ready to kick and what will I no longer tolerate? And I think the affirmation that worked a lot for me was I owe it to myself. I owe it to myself to see what's on the other side. So anybody who's listening, there's probably something that's resonating with you, whether it's, you know, related to food or booze or sex or whatever, just say to yourself right now, I owe it to myself to see what is on the other side and see how that feels in your body and start to like integrate that into your body. And if you say that over and over and over again, your level of tolerance will change and it's just inevitable. And if it doesn't, that's okay because the universe does give us these smackdowns where we're like, holy shit, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And in those moments, I've now learned to embrace it, to settle into it, to kind of like get cozy with that shadow or with that darkness and to just like let it happen and allow myself to process through the emotion and the pain and let it move through my body because those are the moments where you transform. Those are the moments where you transform. So remembering that we always have a choice. We always, always, always can choose what we want internally. There are things that will happen externally, influences that are beyond, so far beyond our control. And we we never know the outcome of what's going to happen. But what we know is how to navigate what is taking place internally. So making those choices every single day will lead you exactly where you're meant to go and having a sense of faith and trust within yourself, I think will, will allow you to reach this place of surrender rather than control. So going back to the ego, our logical, rational brain, it thrives on control. And that comes back to needing that sense of safety, right? So when we say, it, I'm going to let go of that control and just trust a power outside of myself or trust my intuition or trust my body or trust whatever is going on that I'm not in control of, we're guided wherever we're meant to go. And oftentimes that does lead to a breakdown, but breakdowns always, always lead to breakthroughs. And I know that to be true. So now when one happens or when I'm experiencing this like really deep shift where my nervous system is like, yeah. alert, <laughs> alert, right? Like <laughs> I, I, I just learn to kind of feel into it and settle into it and let it happen because I have this deep sense of foundational trust that it's going to lead me to something better. So these things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. So rather than perceiving yourself as a victim, because that's where the energy of guilt comes from. It's not living up to other people's expectations. That's why we feel guilty for things. And then we carry this role of like victimization. We're like, oh, poor me. These are my circumstances, right? But when you can actually feel empowered to make your own choices rather than staying in that state of victimization, that's when you make the changes, right? Does that make sense? Oh, completely. Yes. Something recently happened. I guess we're recording this so ahead of when it's going to go live. (laughs) But back in October of last year, my husband and I, you know, two months prior to decided to make a major shift in our life and move into a sailboat. And I thought it was going to be like a 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be like a, Hey, we lived in an RV. How hard can it be to live in a sailboat? It's basically the same thing. It is not the same thing. <laughs> like at all the same thing it is like living on mars when you've lived on earth your whole life i'm sure and and i wasn't expecting to be so overwhelmed and so hit with so much stuff that i wasn't prepared for and i completely had a breakdown like completely had a breakdown shaking crying i couldn't talk for an entire day i just i couldn't i couldn't deal with it and instead of fighting that, instead of saying like, I'm okay, it's fine, it'll be okay, I just let it happen. And it was one of the first times where I just totally broke down and allowed myself to completely break down and feel it and talk what I could to Kevin. And he, amazingly, he felt the same way. And he was just trying to show that he was strong and everything was fine when it wasn't fine for him too. And once I cried and said, I just want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go home. I hate this. It's too expensive. It's too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel totally clueless. And Kevin was like, me too. Ah. It was was such a powerful experience for the two of us to just be not sad, but just to mourn our previous life and be sad at just everything that had happened and just feel all those feelings. The next day, it was like, so freeing and amazing to have felt that and all those feelings just went away and it was like I we just needed to feel them together and then it was fine and we just moved forward it was it was really interesting it's the first time it had happened where I just let it all feel like I guess that's what you're saying is just like just let it happen and feel all those things is that right that's totally right yeah and I'm so glad that you were able to like drop into your emotion and just allow yourself to feel it because that, that brings us back to that vulnerability piece that we spoke to at the beginning, right? Like if we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable with ourselves, then we're never going to be able to be vulnerable with the rest of the world. Right. And so to, to honor those moments of like total surrender and total breakdown, rather than like putting on this mask where you're like, it's fine. Everything's perfect. That energy is going to be suppressed until you actually move through it. Right. Because your body would have would have seen or felt that that experience as a trauma, right? So if you didn't actually let that emotion flow through you, emotion is energy in motion, right? Then that would have stayed trapped in your body and it maybe would have surfaced in a year or two years or 10 years, who knows, right? But but that it, our bodies are energy. Energy is everything. It is within us. It is around us. So it's always in movement. So if you trap it, if you bury it or suppress it, like that's just not going anywhere. (laughs) That is going to stay within you. And that's going to lead to you living inauthentically or living out of your power, continuing to feel powerless over circumstances out of your control, right? So, like, what did that experience teach you? moving forward into into new experiences like i'm sure that i'm sure that that brought so much wisdom and insight into your life so that the next time something huge happens like a, a, an adaptation to change or something that you don't expect you know now that your body is safe that you are safe to just kind of like ride the wave completely right? literally like literally, literally ride the wave. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Brooklyn, where can people find more from you? So I'm going through a transition right now, really, really huge transition in my, in my professional life. So I will be at some point rebuilding a new website, probably by June. That's going to be live. 
um, or whenever this is launched. But for now, you can head over to my Instagram, brooklyn.viano. You can also find me on Facebook, Brooklyn Viano. If you want to take a look at my current website, that's www.holisticchicks.com. That's me and my current uh, business partner. And we're going to be going through some transitions. So go to my Instagram, go to my Instagram, brooklyn.viano. I'm in, I'm in this space right now where I'm like totally trying to reinvent myself. And I'm just, I, I want to get my message out and my voice out. So Please, if anything that I said today inspired you or resonated with your soul, please go follow me. I really like to deliver the most authentic, vulnerable content possible and communicate in a way that resonates with, with people. So I hope that, I hope that you go follow me. And you do, you do that so beautifully, like I said at the beginning. So yeah, you will we'll include links to your Instagram in our show notes and everything. So people can click there and thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Leanne. I hope to connect with you again sometime in the future. I feel like I've already like known you for years because I actually have been following. Like I found you on YouTube and was like, oh my God, fangirl. So I, I, this is like a dream. I can't even believe that this is happening. It's so crazy. That, that's why I love my job because I just get to connect with such beautiful people and they can share their story with other people that don't even know they need it yet. Mm-hmm. And then I get to connect. With, it's just, it's such a gift. So oh, thank you so magical. much for coming on. You are a gift to the world, Leanne. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.